Merry Christmas, listeners, and welcome back to the Modern History HSC podcast. With Christmas only a few more sleeps away, the Modern History podcast is going to be bringing you six episodes which are going to be focusing on different generations. The reason we wanted to do this is because one of the best things about Christmas is that you get to spend time with your family and your extended family. Um, And one of the drawbacks of Christmas is you need to spend time with your extended family. For a longer period of time than you normally would, you run out of all the things that you would talk about, um, maybe with small talk, you know, how are you going, what are you doing, what are you studying? Um, And then things get a little bit awkward because we think this is mainly because of the generational divide. Uncles, aunties, grandparents, great-grandparents, young cousins. How do you understand these people? Well, with our how-to guide, we're going to give you a little peek into what are the do's and don'ts, the likes, dislikes, the thought patterns, the pivotal events of each of these different generations. The first generation that we're going to be looking at is grandparents. So these are people who fall into the builders generation. Other words are the golden generation or the greatest generation, but I'm going to be sticking with builders because it describes mainly what their generation was responsible for, that these are kids who were born prior to 1946. So 1946, one year after the end of the Second World War, and they would have been through the uh, aftermath of the Depression. They would have been uh, present all through the Second World War. They would have heard stories about the First World War. And after the utter collapse of the empires and colonial empires that controlled the globe um, and the bouts of destruction that took place during the Second World War, this generation was really responsible for picking up the pieces and putting some sort of order to the chaos. So these people you would find is anybody over the age of 74. So anybody in your family would fall into this category. And their biggest social marker is World War Two, And each of these generations are going to have a social marker, which on average is the most important thing to them. Now, let's go down to a couple of other things which might help you spark a few different conversations. So the first one is going to be focusing on iconic vehicles and cars. I mean, talking about cars is fine. I mean, if you've got like an uncle or someone that you need to have a conversation with over the age of 74, well, why not talk to him about the Model T Ford? So the Model T Ford came out in 1901, but had hit its peak and had its final production around 1927. So you could ask him about the Ford Model T, you know, did his dad have one? Did, did his family have one? Were they lucky enough to have a car? Or he might say, no, 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 that was too old school. We had this, we had this by now. That would be something really interesting to have a chat about. Second thing, iconic toys. Think for a moment. What sort of toy would you be receiving if you were a kid born before 1946? That's probably enough time to think. It is roller skates. Roller skates, number one toy in this time. So think about the sort of toy that you are going to be asking for today or the present that you're asking for. Um... If you're thinking of roller skates, you have more in common with your grandparents than you think. And if you're thinking about what toy could I get them that could spark some of that nostalgia, maybe go for some roller skates. Next, 
music devices, record players. Record players and singles are your go-to if you're thinking about gifts for people in this age bracket as well. And that's it. We're going to be wrapping up here for the builders. We've given you a couple of toy ideas, some talking points, and a little bit of a reflection into the world that they were coming from. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the baby boomers. Merry Christmas, listeners, and welcome to our second episode of Understanding the Generations and working out what you're going to be getting your relatives for Christmas and surviving Christmas dinner conversations all the way up to Boxing Day. So last episode, we were talking about the builders. So these are the members of your family who are over the age of 74 and were born um, before 1946. Today, we're going to be talking about their kids, which are the baby boomers. So the baby boomers, if we're just going to set a bit of framework, are anybody between the age bracket of 55 to 73. These are people who were born between 1946 and 1964. Um, I'm going to be introducing some slang words now for each of the generations, ways that you might be able to connect with these people uh, at the dinner table. So baby boomers, some words, peace, groovy, way out, and be cool. Be cool, dude. Now... So say you've started your conversation with a couple of these things and your uh, auntie or uncle is staring at you strangely like what is going on with this small child or this teenager. What is something else you can talk about? Well, their social marker is the moon landing. So 1969, moon landing, the Apollo mission. I won't tell you too much more because if you don't know anything about it, this is the great conversations started to ask because they would have watched this and they would have been in their infancy seeing this for the first time that you know their experience is different to what their parents were going through they weren't rebuilding from the collapse of society that they had their parents providing the stability and humanity was reaching for the stars that this is a generation like one of the largest generations, that's why we call it the boom, this boom of babies um, who are almost maybe taking for granted the stability, but using the stability to really push the boundaries on what is accepted um, and what is possible. Now, cars. So again, you're sitting down at the dinner table or sitting out around the pool and sorry, this is for Australian listeners. You would definitely not be sitting around the pool if you're one of our American listeners or one of our UK listeners. So I don't know. I've, I've never had a snowy Christmas. Just inside, you're sitting around the fire. So you're sitting around the fire and your uncle's there. And, you know, you've talked about the moon landing. You've moved on from the awkward slang that you started off with. You could ask him about the Ford Mustang. So your Ford Mustang could be your vehicle that you could be talking about. But what about presents? So if you're listening to this and, you know, man, presents are always the hardest thing to get. And it's like, I don't know what they want. Presents could be, if we're thinking about toys for nostalgia and you don't want to break the bank, Frisbees. Frisbees would be the way to go. Very popular in the 1960s. And if you don't want to get a toy like a Frisbee, maybe go for a cassette. 
Uh, some of our younger listeners might not have any idea what that is. You might have known what the last one was when we were talking about record players and CDs because they're very retro and they're back in. You can get them from JB Hi-Fi. But your cassette players, you're really maybe going to have to go onto eBay or something like that to find it. And if you're thinking, well, how are they going to play it? I would hazard a guess that most of these individuals would still have um, some sort of a player walkman or something like that to be able to play it and that's it so that's our tips for the baby boomers on our next episode we're going to be having a look at their children which is generation x merry christmas listeners welcome back to the modern history hsc podcast today we're on to episode three and we are looking at generation x So, Generation X, who falls into this category? These are people who were born between 1965 and 1979. These are the children of the baby boomers. And this is anybody in your extended family who is between the age of 40 and 54. Now, a couple of the slang words. Again, if you want to awkwardly intrude uh, during any of these conversations that you're having with your extended family, Um, Some of these are starting to sound a little bit more familiar. So, dude, ace, that's rad, as if, and wicked. Um, For me, these are starting to sound a little bit more familiar because next episode is Generation Y and it's me. I'm going to be talking about what I would particularly find nostalgic for Christmas. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Generation X. These are my parents. So, I'm going to be giving some advice to myself. The social markers or one of the big social markers, is the 80s inflation spike. So, man, they would be feeling pretty at home right now. (laughs) There is a lot of similarities with interest rates being jacked up, um, the cost of living getting very expensive, um, and one of the first major um, market, like stock market, pullbacks. But other than that, nothing really too traumatic, not on the scale of, say, a World War I or a World War II. So it's about like financing and and being tight. This is also one of the generations which is continuing down the trend of really pushing back against the builders, that we have this idea of becoming more and more anti-establishment. And it's just like, yeah, your parents are uncool. And it's just like it builds on and builds on that you go from the builders, they make everything after the collapse, the baby boomers, they enjoy the prosperity and the order from the chaos and they start to slightly push back and then Generation X are pushing back even more because apart from inflation being high, they've really never known chaos and we're going to see that that is a trend that continues more and more. So if you don't want to talk to them about stock market, maybe you could ask them about the similarities that we've been talking about uh, today. You know, the inflation's high today. This is... Again, even in my mind, this is starting to sound a bit boring. So what else could we talk about? Cars. For our Australian listeners, the Holden Commodore. This is the beloved vehicle that is not made anymore in this country that you could be asking about. Uh, The Holden Commodore 1978. You could have a chat to your uncle about that as you're sitting around the fire or at the pool. Uh, For America, hmm... Things like your Camaro as well, your, really, to be honest, I'm not quite sure. Didn't prepare enough for that. Um, let's go down to our toys, though. Toys, Rubik's Cube, 
Rubik's Cube is definitely a toy that your Generation X would identify with. And it's one of those toys that come back into fashion every now and then. Like being a teacher, I see them float into the schools for a few weeks and then they're out again. And then some kids have them and they can solve them with one hand. There's this competitive nature, but it starts with Generation X. So if you're looking for a toy or a gift, go for a Rubik's Cube. And not one of the new fancy ones that hook up to your phone through an app, like the Google ones, get them one of the legit originals. Um, music. This is going to fall into the Walkmans. Walkmans and Discmans. So getting CDs, these people are going to still have CD players lying around, um, DVDs, that sort of stuff. You're going to be solid. Radio. So that's our Generation X. On our next one, we're going to be talking about what people should be getting Generation Y for Christmas. Merry Christmas, listeners. Welcome back to the Modern History HSC podcast, where we are talking about different generations, how to navigate the Christmas dinner discussions and make your way to Boxing Day without absolutely tearing your hair out. We have talked about the builders, people over the age of 74. We've talked about the baby boomers, your aunties and uncles, probably still maybe your grandparents, depending on how old you are, from 55 to 73. Generation X, for most of our listeners, these are going to be your parents aged between 40 and 54. And now we're on to Generation Y. So these are uh, people, these are my peeps. This is Generation Y and slang. If I'm having a look through this research list, we've got bling, funky, dough, as a dope, like Homer Simpson dough. Um, and kids don't watch Simpsons nowadays, travesty. Um, for shiz, like for shizzle my nizzle, and was up. <laughs> I can't really say that I ever walked around the school saying those sorts of things, but I know exactly what all these things are. Um, when were these people born? Born between the ages of 1980 and 1994, an age between 25 and 39. I'm not telling you how exactly old I am. You've got to work it out for yourself. Social markers. I 100% identify with this one. Biggest social marker for Generation Y is September 11th. Kid, I'm talking about me now, kid in primary school, Pokemon's not playing on the TV. It's only news. Every single channel you're on, you're thinking, what? on earth is happening all the parents are are upset and you just can't appreciate but you just even as a kid you know that things have changed and it's got to be even deeper and even more um of a social marker for our american american listeners um but still even a kid on the other side of the globe this is one that i come back to all the time iconic cars Iconic cars for this one through the research was the Toyota Prius. And this one was really interesting because it's not really a car that I was ever like, yeah, this is a this is a cool, sexy car. Um, for me, if people were asking, it would be like the Holden Mustang, uh, not the Holden Mustang, I'm mixing things up, um, the Ford Mustang or Holden Commodore. So like you're flashing back to like these bigger, like gas guzzling cars. But the Toyota Prius came up. And thinking about it, when it's coming out, the first one in 1997, it really is a bit of a social marker that cars are 
taking on this more social responsibility sort of role, becoming electric. Um, and as you see, as we move down into Generation Z and Generation Alpha, that this is really going to become more and more apparent. Now, toys. What sort of toys? BMX bikes. So if you're looking for a gift for people in this age bracket, 25 for 39, just getting them any sort of bike, maybe encouraging them to you know get back outside again and do something physical and active cannot go astray. Um, oh, and also, if you're wondering, well, what's the difference between a like a bike and a BMX bike? Your BMX bike doesn't have gears, so yeah, you got really good calves back then uh, during the 90s. Musical devices iPods. Now, this one might be pretty difficult to track down, but if you could on eBay find an iPod, and for our younger listeners, this is a device that just plays music. It looks like your iPhone, but it only plays music and you and it doesn't stream. You need to upload the songs that you buy or uh, get off the high seas. <laughs> only a few people know what that means. Um, and then painstakingly upload better than the uh, the discman and the walkman but yeah you could maybe find one and get one with a decent size storage capacity like 50 gigs maybe one of the big ipods but this is one of the originals that came out in 2001 radio that is generation y on our next episode we'll be talking about gen z and the zoomers Welcome back, listeners, to the Modern History HSC podcast. We hope you've been enjoying the series so far. So far, we've talked about the Builders, the Baby Boomers, Generation X, Generation Y, and we're down to our last two generations, which is going to be Z and Alpha. But today, we're going to be focusing on the Zoomers. So, some background and some criteria for telling, am I speaking to a Zoomer? So a Zoomer is anybody who is aged between 12 and 26. Uh, This is quite broad because this ranges for me um, for kids who are in year seven all the way up to people who are actually in my staff room at the moment. So (laughs) there, there is a bit of a broad spectrum for the Zoomers and anybody born between 1995 and 2009. So let's first off start with a little bit of slang for decoding. So in my research, it's interesting because we're starting to see some emojis. There's one of a like a little flame, and I do know what this is. It is saying that this is fire, um, you know, straight fire. So this is hot, this is cool. So if you want to catch one of these Zoomers off guard and you want to be rocking in and be like, oh man, this turkey's fire, straight fire, who knows, you might get a good reaction out of it. Also, fam, short for family, goat, greatest of all time, slay, or like that's slay, or that's good, and yas queen, which has got to be one of the most annoying things that I have ever heard. That and yeet, but that's going to be coming a little bit later. So, Generation Z or the Zoomers. Let's start with their social marker. And this one's going to be perhaps not as strong for our Australian listeners, but certainly for the rest of our global listeners. So the social marker, which I found as most impactful for the Zoomers is the global financial crisis. And it really being the first domino for the 
the seizing of the global economy. So the GFC, global financial crisis, happens um, with the stock market and housing crash, which occurs in the United States. I'm not going to go into all the details because that would be a whole podcast on itself. But that causes a flow-on effect, which then spreads to Europe, causing the bankruptcies of certain states in Europe. And then eventually, a couple of years after that, culminates in the Asian financial crisis. And you might be thinking, well, why is Australia not affected? Again, context is everything. And some people and perhaps a reasonable amount of people were affected if you were like a business owner or you were tied in with business were affected by the GFC. Uh, But Australia had two things going for it. One, the labor response at the time by Kevin Rudd's government to stimulate the economy was uh, graded as one of the best responses in the world at that time for dealing with the global recession. And we had the mining boom that was happening. So commodity prices were coming up as other economies were trying to stimulate, like China, our biggest trading partner. We were able to sell into that and provided a lot of economic strength. But so for the kids who were growing up during this time of the GFC, if you were not protected by all these um, factors like we have in Australia, in America and in Europe and in Asia, 2008, really seemed like the dream, the American dream was being robbed from you. So many people were being evicted, stock portfolios were crashing and like, this is your inheritance, like things like the roaring, like excess of capitalism, like was faltering and cracking, which could be very jarring. Now, let's move on to iconic cars. So far we've seen gas guzzling cars shifting a little bit when we get up into generation y which we were speaking about the toyota prius now for generation z we have the tesla model s and really just any tesla coming out in 2012 and i can tell you 100 percent that this is really what kids are interested in they think the cars are cool uh, sexy and like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have one. And I'm like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. So you're going to be buying an $80,000 Tesla for your first car. You're dreaming. But they're still really interested in them. And if you're wanting to spike up a conversation, again, if you're in the older age bracket with one of these Zoomers and you want to talk about cars and, you know, bring up the things that you're interested in, certainly start with asking about the Tesla. And if you don't know anything about it, they're probably going to tell you these kids are pretty switched on. Now, let's go down to toys. What could you get a Zuma for Christmas? Well, you could get them a folding razor scooter. This is probably one of the most popular toys for kids and people in this age bracket. Maybe if you're getting up around towards the people who are in age, say 25, 26, it might be a little pa- a little um, uh, patronizing to get them a folding razor scooter, but who knows? Some of these people are just big kids and they might just find it a good gag and they're not too expensive either. So a folding razor scooter would be the way to go. And music devices. This one's a little bit maybe out of left field because Music is not a physical device really anymore that we're on to streaming services now. We've gone from record players, the cassettes, the CD, Walkmans and Discmans and iPods. And now we're on streaming services like Spotify. 
how do you get a kid a Spotify? It's just not a thing. But what you can do is you can get them a gift card. So you can find these gift cards at Coles and Woolworths. And what you're doing is you're allowing them to get access to the premium service on Spotify, which they're really going to appreciate because it cuts out all the ads. It allows them to skip and change the songs around. Maybe you'll hate that because if you're like me, you just like to have songs just play through the whole time. Um, or this opportunity, if you know that the only exposure to music they've ever had is in an online sense on their phone, any of these older previous gifts, the record player, the, the a CD with, with a Disman or an iPod might be a really interesting novelty if you could dig one up and, or if you have one lying around, you could repackage it. Like it's going to be fascinating for them. Um, same as like when I bring out like a floppy disk drive to show kids in class, it's just like, what is this? And like, well, like Microsoft word, when you click the save button, like, where do you think that little icon icon comes from? Anyway, that is it for the zoomers. We've only got one more episode left coming up, which is going to be generation alpha. And then after that, our final show for the year is going to be our Christmas truce writing competition, um, presentation. And you can see the premiere of that on YouTube on December 24th. And we hope you're going to really love it. We brought in a German voice actor to do it. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with the finished product and we hope you will enjoy it too. Merry, Merry Christmas listeners and welcome back to the Modern History HSC podcast. We're up to our last episode for our series on how to navigate uh, the dinner table uh, at Christmas and connect with people who are not the same age as you. We have discussed the builders, the baby boomers, Generation X, Generation Y, arguably the best generation, Generation Z and the Zoomers, and now we are up to our current generation of kids who are being born, anybody under the age of 10, this is your Generation Alpha. So these are kids born between 2010 and 2024 and will be up to 2024. And these are some of the words that they will be using. We've got lit. Um, so I don't know, <laughs> they've, they've adapted the fire to lit, like fire, hot, lit, like lighting the fire. Um, slang's weird. Yeet. Um, to like throw something away or to like, you know, just YOLO. There's another one. Um, just, just have a go. Who cares? Uh, oof. Um, and oh, wow. This one's interesting. I didn't pre-read this one. This one is just RN. <laughs> so I did not decipher that one coming in. So RN or, and there's another one, which is IDRC. And again, I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm probably just going to have to quickly Google this live. So bear with me, IDRC. I don't really care. Well, there you go. So if you have a kid telling you IDRC, I don't really care. This is probably not something that they would say to your face just because of how clunky it is. Uh, but this is something that they're more used to, that they're spending more time in the digital realm, in the metaverse. Um, and where everything's just got to be fast and abbreviated. No wonder kids can't spell anymore. Now, what are some of the social markers? I've got two. 
and it is focusing on a return to popularism, the turning back of globalization, which is popularism in America. So the election of Trump in 2016, and also around this time, you have Brexit happening in the UK. So this idea of globalization has stripped a lot of jobs out of the um, first world nations. Some people, uh, well, large swaths of those communities have felt marginalized, that progress is leaving them behind. There is all this um, wealth that is not being shared equally. And when that happens and gets to such a large extent, um, countries become insular. So we need to wind back and unstretch ourselves out and just put our country first. So this is one of the things that Generation Alpha is going to be really influenced by this debate as to whether or not the human race continues with globalization or we become insular again and put our country first. So an interesting discussion that you could have probably a bit heavy for a 10 year old, but at least you know in the background the sorts of things that they might not understand. And if you're an older person, you might be able to uh, explain it to them like they're a kid because they are. Iconic cars. What are some of the iconic cars that they might be expecting into the future? And this is extrapolating it out or what they might be interested in talking about. So again, if you're 40 to 50 and the Holden Commodore was your car or the Camaro was your car, Generation Alpha, this is the generation who understands what Uber is, uh, Uber Eats, there's order, subscription services. So they're thinking about autonomous vehicles. So vehicles where they're just going to be driving themselves on the road. Like this might be a generation that might not even get their driver's licenses if you really think about it, that that just might not even be a goal for them. So there's an interesting discussion that you might have and maybe explain to them, you know, what are some of the joys of driving? Because they might not have thought about it. Iconic toys. Now, this is where I got to push back on some of the research because the iconic toys that we have here is fidget spinners. Fidget spinners seemed like when they came out and being a teacher in the schools and for our teacher listeners and also parents as well, um, fidget spinners seemed like they were literally going to take over the world for about a month there. And then like every fad, they died. And I have not seen a fidget spinner for a long, long, long time. So I don't know, it might be a bit of a callback for them. Might be something unique if it's a kid under 10 and you know, they're a bit fidgety. So you could give them a fidget spinner. Music devices. Music devices, and I'll get through like the interesting evolution in a moment if you want to just have a bit of a discussion to somebody else about it. So you got smart devices. So you got this idea of an Alexa, a Google Home, a Google Nest. You're not going to be getting this for a 10-year-old, but showing it to them and letting them play around with it um, might be something that, or is something that they're going to be really interested in but also maybe explaining to them and showing like, so say if you're a grandparent or say if you're a baby boomer or a generation X, like bring your physical musical toys and share them, um, toys, items, collectibles, share them with these kids who are under the age of 10, because as we've seen, and this is, stands out to me as perhaps the most interesting thing, 
that from the builders with the record player, with your singles, one song or your album, which might have like eight songs on it. And as you move along, you get more songs and more portability through the audio cassette to the CD Walkman. And then you have the iPod and you have hundreds of songs, so much choice. And then you get to services like Spotify and YouTube music and you seemingly have like endless choice. But Generation Alpha has that endless choice, but they're not making their choices because their playlists are getting automatically curated for them. That press play on this playlist that an algorithm has created for you and you just sit, listen, and skip. So this abundance of choice has... I guess ironically led to this generation not choosing at all. So showing them the music that you grew up with, this music that you had to select and pick and have that physical quality with might be incredibly novel to them to show and might be one of those nice experiences that you have during Christmas. And I hope that everybody has an amazing Christmas Make sure that you stay tuned for our Christmas Truce episode, which is going to be coming out on Christmas Eve. Uh, it is going to be talking about the Christmas Truce, World War One, one of the um, maybe legends, um, certainly amazing tales of World War One, where for one night and one day, the bloodshed stopped on the side of the British and the Germans. The guns were put down and they had a game of soccer and they exchanged gifts and just speaks to the speaks to the nicer nature of humanity. And this comes from our writing competition that we ran uh, earlier this month. Uh, the winner was Molly Mason uh, from Orange in New South Wales, Australia. And this story has been narrated uh, to be a German soldier and it's just going to be fantastic and I really hope you enjoy it. And that will be our last episode for 2022 before we move into our next season in 2023. Radio, have a Merry Christmas from me. Goodbye.